Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, part two. Lovely chat about DNA tests. Mmm, interesting. Very interesting. So interesting that if you haven't heard part one, that's where you've got to start. And if you have, well, here's part two for chat with Luke about his film, Stranger in My Family. And you said that you've always felt different from the moment you were born. And I know that's something that all of us LGBT people think, but actually you spoke really interestingly about how actually coming out didn't quite scratch the itch. Tell me a bit more about that sort of two feeling different from when you were born. Yeah, I mean, well, my parents would would say, you know, I have silly arguments with them about this, but they say, we always knew you again. I'm like, you didn't know until I told you. You assumed that's the right language. <laughs> Don't take that away from me. But it. like, there was always just this like femininity and and just like stereotypical things that they would pinpoint to say, okay, come on, you're definitely gay. Mm. So when I came out to them, that was a whole process of like years and years and years. And what instigated me coming out to them was because I was going to be going away. Mm-hmm. And I had this wonderful fantasy in my mind that I was going to meet the love of my life and go to <laughs> when I was at uni and then have to explain. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to explain that I've met this man or whatever. This and so gorgeous I was like, I have prince. to tell them. Yeah. Absolutely. I was, I, you know, know. Saying, I was being optimistic, massively optimistic. And, um, girl, you know, that's so all I we got. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I told them and then I was like, okay, that's done. You just got to let them down easily on the fabulousness, right? Yeah. I just need to warn you about how fucking fabulous things are about to get. Yeah, yeah. you're so not with that. And then I moved (laughs) home like a year later, like, I'm going to change my degree. I'm still single. (laughs) There's no fantasy. Yeah. Reality hit me hard. But I came out and then went to uni. And I think, again, it's that reality check. I was like, oh, things are not going to miraculously change. But I'd come home. And the thing that sticks out to me is a Christmas, for example, I'd spend time with my family. There would just always be this feeling of I'm not meant to be in this town. I'm not meant to be here. Not in a way that, you know, anything extreme. It was just like, maybe I'm meant to live abroad. I don't know. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And I'd said it to my parents many times looking back over my teenage years. And I thought, okay, it's because I was gay and then he'd come out. And it's like, no, I still feel weird I still feel like I don't belong not that and then my family is so loving so it's just this clashing thing of like what is it what is why am I trying to find something that's wrong so you don't you just start to push it away you know hence why I was having those feelings at 18 and I didn't do the test till 27 
And do you think part of you did that DNA test to, like, shut yourself up? Maybe. I don't know. Even looking back, it's like I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do know what you mean. I feel like when I've done things in my life, I like that. Not that I've done a DNA test, but there's certain things which they come from quite a deep within desire. Yeah. And I slightly go into like disassociated autopilot and just do it, you know? Yeah, I think that's very much what it was. Maybe I needed to not think about it and just do it. Otherwise, it would never be done. Mm. And it felt also on reflection, doing a DNA test felt like the only way to kind of get answers that wasn't going to feel like I was barging into my parents' house, demanding answers for questions I didn't even have. One of the things your mum says in the documentary is she knew as soon as you popped out, she was like, ah, okay. And mm. actually then no one in the room commented and then a few you know, weeks go by and then it was, it was what it was. So she, when you brought it up, like she was ready with her answer. That's quite a leap, I imagine. You know, but without a DNA test, it, what, what question would you have asked? Hi, yeah. do you happen to know? And it could be the most terrible thing. Or it also could be nothing to do with like it could have been a mix-up someone swapped a baby by mistake or something do you know what I mean and how would they know so yeah exactly because that's what I think that's what people struggle to understand and still ask me now is just how didn't I know and you know especially people like to say well look at you I knew as soon as I met you or whatever which is fine it's fine to say I don't mind but for me it's kind of like that they're my parents I don't the only way I can describe it that I think people might get is just that you don't want to question that your parents aren't your parents. That's not an active mm. thing anyone's trying to do. Maybe if you have a bad relationship with them or something, fair enough, if you're trying to like get out of that relationship, it's not good. But mm. for me, I have two loving parents and grown, I've grown up in a loving household and I'm supported by them no matter what. Why am I going to look for any reason that to fracture that? And also the idea of parent and all of those things are... We know better than anyone chosen family is uh, as important as as blood or whatever. But like your dad is still is your dad, right? You know, like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, in a way, what, aside from answering your own question, which obviously is super important, like what are you looking for in a way? So yeah. I imagine those were questions you asked yourself. God, it wasn't even in my mind about searching for someone or something. It was almost like, oh, I am I am made up of these percentages. Okay, I'm not white. Okay, <laughs> let me sit with that for a year, and then you, and then it you know it dawned on me that oh, there is another person. There are these cultures I belong to. There's probably other family, and it's harder not to know about those. So then eventually, then- I was like, let's go. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. For me, as soon as I sort of started watching, I was like, he has got to come out to a whole new bunch of people, right? How did you feel about that? 
it was a thing in my mind the whole time we were doing the search and I remember saying the night before I went down to London to meet Carlos I was talking to my boyfriend about it and it had come up in conversation with us anyway saying I wonder how he's going to take it should I even say anything and so my partner he's like oh if you don't want to tell him you know I'd understand but I just thought I've come this far and also I'd built this life for myself and gone on such a journey that I thought it would be the stupidest thing ever to start it off with a lie or to like with another secret Mm. I was just went down and thought I'm just gonna have to be honest from the get-go and then thankfully you know he took it very well and is very loving and very kind about everything not starting a whole new chapter with a new lie is it's so potent you know what you've spoken about truth and families and not knowing each other and stuff because it the way it was edited in the show you say it very early on in the discussion it was it early on in for real it was a bit longer into the conversation than it is in the film yeah mm. we had talked i mean i spent as you can see in the film that which they've kindly cut down spent probably about 15 minutes in hysterical laughter and giggles because i just thought it was the most insane situation ever <laughs> um i probably yeah. hadn't processed that i mean i just immediately said you know it's a very weird experience that not many people ever have to go up to somebody and go here is my life how do yeah. i summarize my 28 years of them oh no sorry i can't remember how many 30 years at that point of my life you know mm. and and a big part of it is being queer so yeah it was never there once i got there i thought i'm just gonna say it no matter what and if he doesn't accept it i'll, do, I'll deal with that somehow but you didn't know you did not know how he would take it you know like and and and, and thankfully he was amazing about it what a kind man he is he just seems so gentle and kind and it was a really interesting thing that he also didn't know his dad and that was kind of what provoked him to want to be part of this process right yeah i it was quite a while before we'd started to get the ball rolling with actually finding him that i had had this theory about the portuguese colonial war being involved in some way that i was trying to piece together why my ancestry i randomly have this west african ancestry and was looking at different things and so at that time when i realized well i didn't know the war existed to be honest so i was like learning about that Hmm. and i said to one of my directors um you know what if we find him and he doesn't know his birth father because you know the war and whatever other reasons so that seed was like planting in the back of my mind then onwards we went with the journey Hmm. so as you see in the film i Angela says it was a difficult conversation. She called Carlos and she said he knew a bit of he knew that I was searching for him and knew what she was calling about because she'd originally messaged a friend that she hopes knew him mm. and said a little bit about why she was reaching out. So he knew about that. You know, he says to me now that he, he was just thinking, who is this person? And then, you know, she says, What we assume about the Carlos that we're looking for is that he doesn't know his birth father. And then Carlos said, well, I, I've, never, I've been looking for him my whole life. I don't know who he is. And I knew at, at that point that he'd passed away. It was, it's hard to be going through a journey in, in most, you know, trying to feel excited about it and wanting to, like, find him and that it's going to have this happy ending. But then knowing that you're going to be bringing some, this huge information that's very devastating to someone at the same time, 
It's like this conflicting, yeah. like, I want to find him, but also it's going to feel like a wrecking ball, almost. Yeah, because you, I mean, this is unique. You saw a photo of his father before he did, mm-hmm. in, ever in his life, right? Yeah, I knew his name. I saw a photo of him. I'd been to see where he's laid to rest before Carlos had. And presumably, once you knew that your biological father's dad had been involved in that war, that kind of confirmed that there was probably a loss of contact somehow. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I assumed. And and piecing it together since filming, it seems that he never knew that Carlos existed. Really? Uh, Yeah, so it's just really difficult. And I think kind of coming back to when me and Carlos met and his reaction to me and, and how loving he was, sadly, it's because of that lived experience and that perspective mm. of going, he understands what it's like to live not knowing who your birth father is or wanting answers. So in a way that opened the door for us to talk about it and hopefully try to bring him closure at the same time I was getting closure. Yeah, so. Well, amazing. I mean, amazing that you could support each other both through a similar situation yeah. I suppose yeah. and did you worry about involving cameras and filming it that it might affect the outcome because that that's what I was worried about I was like but what if because it's being filmed the dad doesn't want to know yeah that did worry me though you know it was always going to be a case of explaining look the reason that we found you if we ever did was because of this film was because of what it's enabled and the team that's behind it and so i was hoping that that would be enough but i think he could understand quite quickly that uh, and he'd gotten to know the directors as well before he met me he could see that this was a team that was rooting for this outcome and that wanted the film to be sensitive and compassionate and if at any point he didn't want to film he didn't have to film and are you still in touch with him yes yeah yeah i talked to him we try and video call once a week. I've wow. seen him a few times. Obviously, I live in Manchester. He lives in London with my two brothers. So I see them when I can. But yeah, I text him. It's really strange. It's like he has always been there. Oh, I really? can't really explain. I think there's a process of trying to see how you fit in each other's lives. And for me, having to having to learn after four years almost waking up and him being the first thought every morning about where he was mm-hmm. waking up and trying to unlearn that was tricky at first because you kind wow. of want to go i'll just call him just to check that all of that happened yeah. <laughs> or if a question comes up which happens all the time yeah i want to know it immediately as it because i'm worried that there's not going to be time mm-hmm. so i'm just I've been having to learn that like he's there he's part of your life now it's it doesn't have to be this rushed urgent thing that i've been living in for years and has he ever met your parents yeah so he met my mom we had a screening for the documentary and yeah they met briefly at the screening which was very strange i mean everything was fine it was just a really surreal moment because i kind of introduced them like quietly in the corner and then it was a very frantic evening because there were just a lot of people that I knew and everyone was really excited. So I kind of put them in front of each other and then got pulled into another direction. 
<laughs> so afterwards, my mum was like, you just abandoned me. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it, it sounded like it went fine. I didn't want to pry about what was said. I, I think everyone was just kind of celebrating that we had this outcome. It's been positive. It's had a positive impact on everybody involved. My dad couldn't be at the screen, unfortunately, so he hasn't met my dad yet. But, you know, again, I'm trying to just let life do that and not, you know, rush things. And not have to manage it. Everyone's grown yeah. up, so they can work it out for themselves. Exactly. That's the best part. When we, yeah. when I wrapped filming, it was just like, you could all just text each other now <laughs> and talk to each other. I don't have to be asked if you can message the person or what's going on. Yeah, so yeah. That's the best thing. And the room that that makes, you know, that gives me the ability to just move into the next chapter of my life. And And if you had to think about what all of this has done for you, to find out this big secret and find out a big truth. How do you feel now as a result? I mean, there's so much peace and there's just smaller things that may or may not be in the film that I experienced. When I was in Portugal, for example, with Angela, the the Portuguese genealogist, Mm. I remember we were driving somewhere and she was telling me, oh, she's, she's a historian as well. And she was telling me all this about his Portuguese history. And she just said something like, it's so exciting, isn't it? Like, this is all your, it belongs to you. Like, this is your history. Mm. And that always just struck, struck me ever since that. It's that feeling of, like, belonging. And there's all these different things, cultures, people. So many people we met who were just rooting for it to work out just mm. because, you know, and it's that reminder that, like, knowing yourself is so important, knowing where you come from, knowing what you belong to, and, like, claiming that. I think that's what gives you the peace. And then in turn, I don't look at those percentages anymore, just seeing them as percentages. Like I remember my grandmother, I remember my grandfather, I look at my Mm. birth father, my brothers, my family that's always been beside me. It's like all these little silhouettes filling, filling in and there's something peaceful about that. All of you take care. All of you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Stay out of trouble on the whole. Sprinklings of trouble are fine, not too much. And um, above all, stay in touch. Uh, Oh, by writing to us, hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast. Emailing us, that's writing, Chris, at Homo Sapiens on Instagram, Facebook, at Homo Sapiens Podcast. Your comments, your questions, your agony uncles. You know what to do. Goodbye. Powered by Spirit Studios.